0: Hey guys, it's Patty. So, I grew up in a family where camping was something we did on the regular. I mean, um, I also had a dad that did really well to keep us, you know, I guess what we would consider middle lower class (laughs) instead of middle upper class. We were middle lower class. But I never knew the times that we were broke as a kid. I mean, I just never knew when we were broke because my dad always helped us to see life. So vibrantly, and uh, we had such an exciting life. Even when we were broke as kids, we had no idea that we were, you know, we never went without food or shelter. So, you know, the fact that we couldn't have some of the other more expensive things, we had no idea. Um, but what we did do is we had adventures, and my dad would take us camping quite a lot. Um, we went to the coast a lot, we went to the mountains, we went to uh, Lake Shasta, uh, Lake Siskiyou. Um, even when I would go with my friends, uh, with their parents' places, we would go camping in the mountains. And, um, sometimes I remember I was such a worrywart too. We would, uh, drive on these, uh, two, I mean. We would drive on these one lane dirt roads up a side of a cliff that when you look out the window, it was like this, like there's no room for error. Like if the tires even went just a little bit towards the edge, we would surely just slip off and die to our, you know, fall to our death because (laughs) it was just so narrow. And I was always a freak. I was always like nervous wreck, hand wringer child. Um, But you know what? As much as I love to play outside what i really would get nervous about was nighttime and sleeping now most of the time when i would go camping with my dad when i was a kid we would camper camp like in other words in a camper or in a rv trailer or something but tent camping was something i just did only a few times and i really never cared for it because at nighttime i was always afraid of like the things that were going to get us and then um, I met my husband who, when we were just dating, we did a lot of camping. We did a lot of tent camping before we could afford a, a camp trailer. And, you know, it's fun and exciting when you're young and, you know, we would go fishing and all those things. But um, I come, again, come nighttime, it was just like, you know, I wasn't really keen to sleeping on the ground. We'd get an air mattress and, you know, those things always end up losing air halfway through the night. And then one of the two of you, if you get up to go to the bathroom, the other one sinks all the way to the ground. and hits your ass. <laughs> it just... You know, and then, so now, here I am, I'm 55 years old, I love nature, I love to go places, I love to go, I still like to go um, to the rivers or to the ocean, and I love to uh, sit alongside my husband as he's fishing, and I like to read my book, um, I love to hear the water running if we're near a river, but I've come to the conclusion that although everybody in my family still really loves to go camping, I really could care less. <laughs> It's like, can I just go for the day and hang out with you people, and then go back to the hotel and where there's hot water and there's you know com- comfortable bed and <laughs> and even even with a camp trailer, which we've since sold our camp trailer years ago because we were not using it enough to warrant uh, the upkeep and everything. So my husband will go once a year, maybe twice a year sometimes, um, and he'll go fishing and he'll just tent camp it. And he goes with our youngest daughter and her boyfriend and some of their friends. But to be honest with you they've stopped inviting me because as much as I would love to go and hang out with them all during the day, it's the nighttime thing. And it's just not for me. And what is, you know, what everybody says is a great thing to do and that you should do it and you have to do it and you should experience it. It's like, you know what? I've tried it. I've decided for myself at 55, I think I'm old enough that where I can determine whether I like something or not and whether I want to do it or not. And you know what? It's just not for me. It's not my thing. (laughs) And that's what we're going to be talking about today in this episode, As we're going to be talking about all the things that, you know, when everybody's talking about, yeah, you just got to do it. You got to put yourself out there get yourself out of your comfort zone. Do it. Yeah, go do it. Um, It's like, you know what? Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's necessarily for you. So hang tight. We got more. (laughs) I'll talk to you in a minute. Are you in midlife or beyond looking for something more? Are you curious about what might light you up in the second half of life? I think it's time for you to rediscover your desire to live a more joyful life. After all, don't we all deserve to live a vibrant and adventurous life? Isn't that what you signed up for? Welcome to Beautiful Second Act Podcast, where we are all striving to live our best life in the second half of life. If you're on a journey to find your truest and highest self, then this is the place for you. Join me for some insightful conversations with inspiring people that dream big and no matter their age are seeking the things that motivate them people that are answering the call to live fully you'll also hear some of my personal stories about creativity and growth i'm patty Diener, an author an entrepreneur and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act so let's get started hey there everybody welcome back to beautiful second act podcast I am Patty Deener your host and today we're talking about just because they're all doing it doesn't mean that it's for you and you know it's perfectly okay if it's not for you. So many times we uh nowadays especially I mean really right now everybody's talking about it on inter- on the internet um on commercials and magazines it's like you know, get out of your comfort zone, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm guilty of it too. Saying, you know, you got to, you got to push yourself just a little bit out of your comfort zone, or you're never going to know what you're capable of. And I still believe that. But here's the thing: if you spend some time figuring out what you're curious about, and then what you're curious about, you kind of poke around and you do a little bit of those things. Maybe if you've done it or you've experienced the thing that was out of your comfort zone, and you try it and you say, "Huh," you know, that's not for me. It's perfectly okay to say it's not for you, even if all your best friends are doing it, even if all your family members are doing it. The reason I bring this up is because um, just recently, you know, I, I was talking a lot about uh, how I like to travel by myself. And I had a number of girlfriends who think I'm crazy. And one of which is, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, aren't you afraid at night? You know, aren't you afraid of something that's going to, you know, come and get you or they're sleeping alone or being someplace alone or, you know, something can happen? And then another friend of mine was talking to me about you know you know I think that i I really need to try and do this thing, but it really bothers me that I haven't done it or that maybe I don't know if it's going to be my thing and Finally, I just said, "Well, what if it isn't your thing like what would be what would be the harm in just not doing it at all? You know, just because people are telling us to get out of our comfort zone and to go for it and to do stuff, I think that there has to be a certain element of desire. And drive behind this. You know, you can't just do it because everybody's doing it or it looks intriguing or you say to yourself, you know, I wish that that were me, but it's just not me. Guess what? If it's not you, then it's not you. (laughs) And that's okay that it's not you. You don't need to punish yourself for not really, truly desiring to do something that everybody around you seems to be getting pleasure from doing. So, I, I would like to go ziplining. It's not something I've done yet before. Uh, I, a, lot of, a lot of my friends have done it. Uh, I had an opportunity to do it about 10 years ago. I didn't grasp that opportunity, and now I kick myself because it looked like fun, but I was a little bit afraid to do it. That's an example of something I'm talking about, though. There's a difference. It was something I wanted to do and desired to do, but I was afraid. Okay, now I'm thinking I would probably have to just do it afraid because you're going to be afraid the first time you try anything that's that exhilarating, right? I'm not traditionally a, an adrenaline junkie, but for some reason, the feeling of flying in zip lining seems really intriguing to me and I would love to try that, but I let my fear stop me, okay? Now, for other people, if something is absolutely not appealing to them, they don't have to, quote unquote, get over their fear and just do it. That's because they may maybe don't want to do it at all in the first place. Okay. (laughs) So yes, they may not know what they're missing, but at the same time, they don't need to know what they're missing. If it's something that kind of repulses them, (laughs) if it's, if it's something that they really have no drive or desire to do, they don't need to be doing it. Um, what I think it is when we're talking about getting out of our comfort zone and trying things out and doing it scared and all that, what I believe we're getting at is living a full life and that feeling of fulfillment. Because you can have a feeling of fulfillment and not being an adrenaline junkie, or you can have a feeling of fulfillment and never travel. Um, Or if you do travel, maybe you will feel more comfortable traveling in groups. Uh, Maybe doing something solo is not your deal. My friend Kim jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. I don't think I would ever do that she never thought she'd ever do it either. But now that she has, she was like, she's like, oh my God, you know, I, now she wants to do more. But to me, it's not something I would ever even attempt to do because it absolutely has no um, no intrigue behind it. I, I have no, no curiosity about it. To me, I'm thinking good for those that do it, but it's just not my deal. And I'm okay with it. I don't beat myself up over the fact that I'll probably go to my grave someday with having never jumped out of a plane. I'll be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> just like some people like snakes and reptiles. And guess what? They're just not my thing. They might be beautiful to look at from a distance, but guess what? Even for me, I don't I don't even like to look at them. They're really not my thing. When we go to um, zoos and they have like the snake exhibit uh, uh, <laughs> exhibit, I never really liked going to the snake and reptile exhibit. I only did it for my children's sake so that they could be more well-rounded and have the experience of deciding for themselves if it was for them. But uh, now that they're grown-ass women, I don't need to do that kind of stuff anymore. (laughs) If they want to go, they can go do it themselves. I don't need to do it. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't even sit and watch like Animal Kingdom and watch the reptiles. Well, my husband likes to watch stuff like that. If he's on a show like that, I just go in the other room or I'll read a book. I do. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't need to do anything that I don't want to do. At 55, I've figured out that it's totally okay for me not to do the things that I just don't want to do. Um but <laughs> but getting back to talking about living a very fulfilled life. You know, you can have adventure in so many different ways. But that is like I say that I think that that is what we're most concerned about when we're worried that we're letting opportunity pass us by. You know, If it's not for you, don't beat yourself up over it just because all your friends are into it. There's plenty of ways to feeling fulfilled. There was something that Oprah Winfrey talked about um, when she was talking about fulfillment itself. And she says, most people say that the biggest dream that they have for themselves is happiness. Contentment and a sense of peace are absolutely elements of the equation. But ultimately, I believe that we're all truly seeking is freedom. We long for a life without constraint, free from conflict, fear, or judgment, where our relationships, career, health, and finances coexist in perfect flow with our spiritual center. You guys, I love that because it's it, it's so true. Free of judgment, okay? Freedom of so many things, but free of judgment. When we are deciding something is not for us, you do not need to worry about what people are thinking about you. You know, it doesn't make you weak because you don't want to travel alone. It doesn't make you weak because you won't hold a snake. It doesn't make you weak because you don't want to go camping. <laughs> Hey, guys, it's your friend, Patty. Uh, Listen, I wanted to stop here real quick and tell you about my 10 tips after 50. You guys, I have a freebie that you guys can download this PDF. You can go to beautifulsecondact.com and under the offers, there's a freebie there for you. Check it out, grab it today. Uh, You can also just look in the links here in the show notes to grab my free PDF, 10 tips after 50. You guys, this is loaded with some stuff. It's gonna really be helpful and supportive of you in this midlife journey, and beyond living your best life in the second half of life. So check it out today. I hope you will. Like I said, it's free. There are perfectly wonderful opportunities in the world for adventure, and you just have to figure out what yours is. And you know what? If you find out that you're just not an adventurous type of person, that is okay, too. You know? If your idea of a great afternoon is um, just sitting in your backyard uh, or laying in your in your hammock in your backyard and reading a book uh, being undisturbed and just listening to the birds and you don 't want to go anywhere or do anything and you 're perfectly happy to do that that is that 's your life. You get to do with your life what you want to do, free of judgment and if other people want to judge you it 's because they 're too bored with their own lives that they have to sit around and have enough time to judge you. <laughs> you know your true friends will respect exactly what it is that you want to do and quite honestly mostly when you uh, find your high vibe tribe the people that are meant for you they have similar um, interests as you so if that's all you want to do is sit in your backyard and re- you know that then you might join a book club <laughs> but also if they have multiple interests which I love people that have tons of different interests you can live vicariously through them they can come back and tell you about their experiences and you can hear their stories because maybe they're a great storyteller tell- and maybe you'll get you know excitement out of seeing their pictures and not having to have to go. Um, that is okay. I-, I I like all kinds of music and my husband, there's certain things that I listen to that he doesn't like and that's okay too. I don't worry about his judgment. He doesn't have to listen to my music. <laughs> you know, that just because there are, you know, people out there doing something doesn't mean you have to do it. All right. Um, something, something else that I think it was Jack Canfield. Yeah, Jack Canfield. Um, when he talks about fulfillment, he says, my belief is that the whole purpose in life is to gain mastery. Mastery of our emotions, our finances, our relationships, our consciousness through meditation, things like that. And it's not about the stuff that we achieve or amass in life. All the stuff can be taken away. People lose their fortunes. They lose their reputation. Beautiful spouses can die or leave you, but the mastery that you achieve and who you become in the process of achieving those things can never be taken away from you, never. So while you are learning about yourself and ascending and growing and learning to love yourself and have acceptance for who you are, these are ways that you are going to gain mastery, right? Um, You can also gain mastery, like he said, of your emotions. To me, I think that that is the biggest thing that we can do for ourselves in life is when we gain mastery over our emotions, you won't care about what other people are saying about whether you are doing something that they like to do or not. Gaining mastery of your emotions, what a concept. You know, I am a person that has been a reactor most of my life and I still struggle with it at times. And so I'm learning to um, really stop and check myself before I get really emotionally um, surged, you know, when, when things are not going my way or if I'm conflicted about something. Um, I've learned to take a step back and really think about it for a second before I allow myself to have, you know, to be full in and all in on any topic. Um, and I just don't, I don't have as much, I don't have as much concern over the things that are happening outside of myself as I used to, Uh, which is not to say that I'm totally narcissistic, although maybe a little bit of it. (laughs) But what I am saying, though, is things that are out of my control, I try and tend to not concern myself with them as much as I used to be. And I think that it's it's made me a much happier individual, and that includes what other people think of me. So I don't judge myself which is a huge part. That's the, the, you know, beating yourself up over not wanting to do something or failing to do something because you are afraid that that's what is something that everybody is doing. You know, I don't beat myself up or judge myself anymore for, um, for some of my shortcomings, but I also don't consider not wanting to do something a shortcoming. I consider that knowing myself, knowing who I truly am at the core, what it is that I want, what I don't want. But uh, when Jack Canfield talks about mastery, um, there's so many different things um, like in our relationships that is part of accepting yourself for who you are and having your friends learn to accept you. If you do not want to jump on the bandwagon for doing all these things like just get out there, just do it. You know, Uh, isn't that what the Nike slogan is? Just do it. Uh, (laughs) You don't have to just do it. You can just pass. How about that? And be perfectly happy just passing. Oh my goodness. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to hop on today and have this conversation with you because, you know, on the, on this road, this journey that we're on, there are, and and I, like I said earlier, I, I am guilty of saying this too, but I want to clarify what I mean. I'm guilty of saying you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to go out there and do the daring thing and only, but, but when I'm saying doing it, I'm saying that When I'm telling you to get out of your comfort zone, I'm talking about doing it when it's something that you truly want or at least have some sort of interest in. But I am going to warn you that if there is something you're interested in doing and if you let fear hold you back for too long, somebody is going to take whatever idea you have and they're going to run with it and they're going to do whatever it is that you wanted to do before you. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. But if it's something like, in the writer's world, if you have like a, a topic for, or, you know, an idea for a novel, if you talk about it and all you do is talk about it, but you don't ever do it because you're afraid you maybe won't do a, a really good job, well, guess what? Then you won't. If you <laughs> And somebody else will do it. So, um, and I think that just by, um, I think Elizabeth Gilbert talked once about how if you put something out into the universe, if you say it once or twice, you get it out there in the universe, but you don't do it, even if it's somebody that you never talked to about it, somehow or another, those words and those thoughts have already made their way out into the universe, and somebody is going to pick up that same idea, that same thought as you. Because believe me, not there is not one original thought in this world. You may think you have an original thought, but somewhere somebody is out there going to make the, – they're going to have that same thought – and with if they take your idea and they run with it first, like a, I, an idea of how to start a business or to name a business something and to do something that you think is brand new and cutting edge that nobody else has done, if you don't get out there and do it because of your fear, then somebody else will do it. So you, you can't stop yourself from fear if it's something you truly want to do. Um, when I tell you that just because... Um, everybody's out there doing it, doesn't mean you have to do it. I'm talking about the things that you truly in your gut just don't want to do, but you're afraid of judgment for not doing it. So really, if, if there's something that you want to be doing, um, yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that in Big Magic, that once you put that idea, once you have had that thought and it goes out into the world, somebody else is going to pick that up and run with it. So you better just not let fear stop you. Anyway, I hope that this is resonating with some of you out there. I hope, that, <laughs> I hope that some of you out there are going, yeah, I totally get what she's talking about. Um, otherwise, then I'm just sitting here talking and making no sense to anybody. <laughs> well, thanks for being here with me today. Um, Today's kind of a shorty little episode. Um, I wanted to remind you, though, that Beautiful Second X started out as a Facebook group, and so you're going to want to hop on over and check that out. I have links in the show notes today for how you can join the Facebook group is where we have weekly Sunday morning coffee lives. We talk about all the deep, important stuff in life. We also have inspirational, motivational, and uplifting um, material during the week, and you'll always hear about any new in-person events or any fun things that we're going to be doing within the group, like uh, meetups. We did um, a, held uh, a meetup. The first one we did, <laughs> okay, the first one we did kind of flopped, but um, I was suggesting that for a beautiful second act, doing meetups. That wherever you are living, um, there might be people that are also part of Beautiful Second Act community. What you could do is you could um, post a notification in our group on Facebook and say, hey, like I went and saw the movie Book Club, uh, The Next Chapter, which was quite hilarious. And so when I knew I was going to go, I posted the date and time of the show at the theater and said, if anybody wants to join me, to come on down. And I ended up going by myself. So... <laughs> That was kind of a flop. But what I'm suggesting, though, is that, you know, if you're going on a hike, if you are going out for wine, um, you know, in in a local winery, if there's going to be some live music, wherever you are in your community, if you uh, want to join Beautiful Second Act Facebook group and post there and say, hey, if you're uh, a member of the group and you're interested in joining me, my friends and I are going uh, to this place, come on down and join us. And um, it will just help to grow the community both online and in person for people that are striving to live their best life in the second half of life. You know, community is so important. And, um, you know, it's 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 been a proven fact that within the Blue Zones, if you guys ever follow the Blue Zones, that one of the things that they have in common for all the different Blue Zones on the planet is um, community, a sense of community and belonging. So make sure that, you know, you spend a little bit of time with friends, uh, gather together, either over food, cocktails, like I said, going to the movies, going on a hike, check in with each other because community is really important and it does help us to live a longer, happier, healthier life. You just got to make sure it's your high vibe tribe, people that you, people that you have something in common with. Anyway, um, thanks for being here today, you guys. I absolutely love doing this. I love the podcast. I love the Facebook group. Um, I really enjoy... Um, sharing with you all the things that I learned that help to support me along this journey in midlife and beyond. Um, so thanks for being here. Join me again next week and every Tuesday here at Beautiful Second Act Podcast and I'll be talking to you next week. Cheers.